Welcome, and this is the Valley View Friends Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We are so glad that you're listening in today. As God's people, we are concerned with reaching and restoring hearts and homes with Jesus. If you want to learn more about our church, look us up on our website at valleyviewfriendschurch.org. Please subscribe to always get the next podcast. Now, I just want to add here as Pastor Josh that next Sunday, January 2nd, we will not have a podcast posted. Uh, I will be on a little bit of vacation and we'll have Dave and Cindy Offrance coming to speak at our church uh, as guest speakers. Unfortunately, we haven't got quite sophisticated enough to do recording of our uh, messages in person in worship. Uh, so whenever you're listening to these podcasts, you need to picture me uh, sitting in a little upper room in our in our own home. Uh, I'm usually facing the wall uh, and trying really hard to get the podcast recorded before the dog starts to bark or before uh, Seth comes running in with some new thing to show me. Uh, just a few minutes ago, he was running around the, the hallway with a pop gun. Um, pop, 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 pop. That little cork sound was going. He was just having the greatest time with that noise. And I always stress thinking, okay, I got to get this recorded before he finds a new noisemaker or the dog gets excited again. So uh, that's what happens here when we record the podcast. And and that's why there won't be one next Sunday. We have some guest speakers and uh, we just haven't set up the ability at the church itself to record these messages. But today is the day after Christmas. And uh, it's a good day to gather and worship. The day after Christmas, in the midst of all the holiday celebrations, I hope you're in the middle of holiday celebrations, that it wasn't just one day and done, but that you get a little bit more to look forward to. I know the New Year's coming. Presents are opened by now. At least most of them should be. Perhaps you have a gift exchange coming on New Year's Eve. We'll see a little bit of family ourselves on New Year's Eve. So there'll be a little bit more present opening to do. And hopefully, you're in the midst of a time of rest. Little Walker family tradition. On Christmas Eve, after our worship service, we all tend to pile into the car, the Walker family, and drive around a little bit to look at Christmas lights. And we did that earlier in the week um, as well. And and it's something I really enjoy to do. It's a simple tradition. Um... And it's something my parents did when I was a little boy. But I have to admit, I like it now, but I didn't when I was a little boy. When I was a little boy, I knew what happened on Christmas Eve after we had looked at Christmas lights, which is we would open up Christmas presents as a family. And so for me, it just drove me crazy that we were going around looking at lights. Don't my parents know that there are presents at home that are ready to be opened? And of course they knew. And I think sometimes they added an extra street of lights just for me, just to see if they could make me crack a little bit. But now I remember those family drives more than I do the presents. Because those drive times, looking at lights, were about being with people you cared about. And the presents were too, but I didn't get that as a kid. I was just wanted to see what I would be receiving. Maybe tonight. I know it's morning time, but maybe tonight, after all the day of rest here on Sunday, you can get some family and some friends and go look at some Christmas lights or look out the window of your home and see what's uh, around you. 
Maybe just play some Christmas music and laugh. Be silly. Unplug from to-do lists and obligations and worries. And for like 30 minutes or an hour, just be together with people you care about. If you haven't done that, I hope you will. I'll pray you get that opportunity. Those are moments you'll never forget. For the last two years, we've not had very much luck with outside decorations in the Walker house. Uh, We bought a bunch of those fancy LED Christmas lights, and they just seem to go on the fritz all the time. I'm sure we just ended up getting the cheap ones, and so they just don't last as long. But uh, I have to admit, this year I was just not looking forward to sorting out all the working lights from the failing lights of the previous year. What happened was we decorated last year. It looked beautiful. And then one night I drove home and I thought, you know, I thought we had two bushes decorated in blue, but now we have one. Oh, wait, one and a half. Oh, no, just one. The lights flickered off and on and then just stayed off. And that happened all through the season. We'd have some beautiful lights and they'd just stop. So I wasn't looking forward to it. At the end of last year, we just balled everything up, threw it in a box, and I said, I'll sort it out later. Well, later never came until it was time to decorate this year. And I wasn't looking forward to it. I don't want to sort these lights out. And then Betsy got a new tree for the front porch with white lights. And this brought me relief as our old lights would clash with the new decorations. So instead I was tasked with attempting to use one single strand of rogue white lights to decorate the outside. It was too short to decorate the porch posts, too long for the garage door. I must have had that string of lights up four times in four different places before Seth and I finally said, enough, it is what it is. And we just left it on the garage door hanging too long off one end. (sighs) I enjoy Christmas lights, even when they frustrate me trying to put them up. But seeing all those lights on display does raise the question, why do we put up lights at Christmas time, and why lights on a tree? Let's talk a little bit about the Christmas tree. It's long been a symbol of the holiday season. Each year, people around the world cut down evergreen trees and decorate them with lights and ornaments. In the early 16th century, Martin Luther, it is said, to have decorated a small Christmas tree with candles to show his children how the stars twinkled through the dark night. People started putting lights, candles to be more specific, on Christmas trees in the middle 17th century. These were attached to the end of tree branches with wax or pins and were adhered to the tree to represent shining stars. This tradition started in Germany and spread through Eastern Europe over the next two centuries. Because it was a serious fire hazard, most people but didn't put up their trees until December 24th, ensuring that they would be they would only be up for a brief period of time while the tree was still fresh. And because it was up for just a short time, it was a lot less flammable. It was still very green. There are records of families lighting the candles quickly and then sitting around the tree to enjoy it for just a few minutes of the night, all while keeping buckets of sand or water nearby to put out the fire if a need arose. The custom of putting strings of lights on trees began in 1882 when Edward Johnson, the associate of Thomas Edison, wired red, white, and blue light bulbs together and placed them on an evergreen tree. In 1895, President Grover Cleveland followed suit and decorated a Christmas tree in the White House with stringed lights. The public took notice and the tradition started to catch on. 
there's another Christmas tradition that might answer the question of why we use Christmas lights. In the days before electricity, before electricity lit up the dark skies, people set candles in their windows, especially on long winter nights, to welcome weary travelers. That flicker of light was a beacon of hope for wanderers of those desolate and pitch-dark roads that that tiny glow in the darkness meant sanctuary was just ahead. Because of that, those little lights in the windows, Christians came to see the candlelit window as a symbol to welcome Mary and Joseph after their long trek to Bethlehem. They were in effect saying, there's room in our home for Christ. A candle in the window also came to represent Jesus being a light in the darkness. And that is why I've chosen the Gospel of John for our reading today. Though John does not have a traditional story about the birth of Jesus, he has some very important things to say about Jesus' arrival on earth. One of those important ideas is that Jesus is the light. Will you let Jesus be your life? Will you let his light be your life? So you can see clearly, put order to chaos, and be filled with life. Let's read the text. It's in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. While John does not describe a nativity scene, he does describe the climate of the human condition. We are in darkness. We cannot see clearly. We are lost, more lost than we realize. We need a way out. We need light. Artists and painters through history knew the importance of Jesus as the light of the world. And so they tried to bring John's account into the, so they tried to bring John's account into the nativity scene with paintings like Gerard von Honthorst's Adoration of the Shepherds. It was painted in 1622. It should be the image for our podcast today, but it's one you can look up really easily. A picture of Mary and Joseph and shepherds. It's almost pitch black, but the baby Jesus lays there in the middle, and from him comes all the light in the painting. See, the artist is making a theological statement by making the light source of the painting Jesus himself. 
All of the other people are in darkness. The only light you can see on them is coming from Jesus. Jesus is the light, and we need his light. And his light does many things. So I want to talk very quickly about three things that Jesus the light does. Jesus the light reveals the truth of our condition. Think of a time you entered a dark room or outside before sunrise. If you allow yourself to remain in the dark, your eyes will adjust. You'll be able to see fairly well. I often do this as I begin my morning uh, content in the darkness. I will go downstairs and as I put on my shoes for the morning, I try to take a walk each morning. As I put my shoes on, I'll, I'll do it in the dark. But as the sun rises... I'll see the room or the outside more clearly. Shapes that I thought I saw very clearly in the dark as my eyes adjusted become clear, and usually it's a mess that needs cleaned up or something that needs taken care of. Light helps us to see beyond the shadow and into reality. To really be able to fix something and move forward You need to get a clear and accurate picture of the situation. You need to be honest with where you're at before you can move forward. Jesus, the light, does this for us. He reveals our sinful condition, not so we feel ashamed, but so we can deal with the problem and move forward. Jesus, the light, reveals how precious we are, that we are worth saving, that we are treasure. So what is it that you believe about yourself right now? How do you feel about yourself right now? I guarantee letting the light of Christ in will give you a far better picture of yourself than you can imagine. Second thing about Jesus being the light. He puts chaos to flight. He takes chaos and he really, he he, he causes it to fly away, but he puts chaos and puts it in order as well. I know I've shared this story before, but it's one that sticks out into my mind when it comes to light bringing order from chaos. As a young boy, I remember my second year at Boy Scout camp, summer camp, all too well. I was one of two boys my age in the troop, and that was unusual. It was a large Boy Scout troop. Most uh, boys of every age bracket through the years would have like 10 or 12 other boys. I was one of two. And the two of us kind of felt like we didn't really fit in. We often felt forgotten. I know the Scoutmasters never forgot us, but it felt that way. On Friday night, the camp awards were handed out each year, and they were handed out to us by the year that we were at camp. So if it was your first year, you got the first year award. We were there the second year. So we got second year awards. And each scout from the whole summer camp, there was many, many, many troops camping each week, each scout was asked to walk back with the others in their troop of the same year in the dark in silence. A simple task. Very easy for most of the campers at the Boy Scout camp because most of them stayed in the main camp. You just had to walk down the dirt road lit by the lampposts. My troop did not stay in the main camp. We stayed in what was called outpost. It was further away. It was a longer walk. It didn't take the main road. In fact, as soon as you released, we watched all the regular troops start walking down the dirt road and we looked at our path into the dark woods. Hmm. Didn't look like fun. Into the woods, 
And I remember that trail. I can close my eyes and picture it into the woods, across the fields, over a creek, along the lake, through a pine forest, and up a hill until we reached the dirt road that led to our tents. The other boy and myself, we went on our own. We walked the trail uh, that we were supposed to. We'd been walking it all week in the daylight, but the darkness made everything look different and foreign. We got turned around. We got, we backtracked. We stood in a dark dead end getting frustrated, and then we saw it. Because the scoutmaster had placed a lantern on the path. He knew it wouldn't be an easy walk back, and we saw that faint glimmer. And that faint glimmer was the most welcome sight we'd seen all week. And when we got to that lantern, we saw up ahead another lantern. He had placed lanterns at each turn in the pathway. So what was once confusing and frustrating and fearful in the darkness became easy. Chaos was put to order by light. And that's what Jesus does. He brings order into the chaos of our lives, if we will let him, and if we will let him shine his light upon us. Third thing about Jesus being our light is that as our light, he brings life. William Barclay points out, there are two great days in a person's life. The day we are born, and the day we discover why. I like that. Two important days, the day we're born, And the day we discover why. And Jesus is how we find out why we were born, why we're meaningful, why we are to be here in this creation. He helps us to live with real life. Alexander Solzhenitsyn says this, The meaning of healthy, I'm sorry, the meaning of earthly existence lies not, as we have grown used to thinking, in prospering but in the development of the soul. Ah, good words. I think we all too often think a good life is one that succeeds, is prosperous in the moment. A good life is with a healthy soul, a developed soul. And that's what Jesus does. Jesus the light brings life. John tells us that not everyone will recognize Jesus the light. Not everyone will receive him, but those who do, will be born children of God. And that light will bring life, and that light welcomes us into the family of God. (sighs) Much like in years past, when a candle in the window symbolized, symbolized welcome to weary travelers and became a symbol of welcoming for Joseph and Mary, Jesus, the light, calls to us, welcoming us into God's presence if we would just receive him. So hopefully you've seen a Christmas light or two before the holiday before today, but there's still time. It's early yet. Christmas was just yesterday. There's still time to go see some more Christmas lights. Let them be a reminder to you that Jesus is the light of the world, and He welcomes those who would believe into God's kingdom. Maybe next time you'll think twice about putting up some lights or candles in the window and you'll be reminded that we are called to shine a light into the world, testifying to who Jesus is. 
This world needs relief from all the confusion and chaos. This world needs life, the life that Jesus offers. But if you feel overwhelmed at the idea of saving the world, I've got good news for you. Saving the world is not your job. It's Jesus' job. But shining a light to the world starts with you. So you do have a job to do. Will you give Jesus permission to enter into your life first, to be your light? And once you have let Jesus in, resolve to help that light to answer God's call and let that light shine into just one other person's life. Just start with one. And if we each let Jesus work in ourselves and each help one other person, before you know it, we'll have a whole string of Christian lights going, more dazzling and wondrous than we could ever be on our own. Let's pray. Almighty God, you have poured upon us the new light of your incarnate word. Grant that this light kindled in our hearts may shine forth in our lives through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in unity of the Holy Spirit, one God now and forevermore. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'll say, because Christmas was just yesterday, once again, Merry Christmas. I hope that you have received Jesus. And you are blessed by his light and his love and his peace and the wholeness that he offers to you. And with that, go with Jesus.